0: Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Dave, and welcome to the Boston Podcast. It is uh, yeah. Friday, and yeah, I got a guest all the way from uh, Potts near New York. Um, my buddy, Milt, is in the house. What What's up, up, bud?
1: What up? And um, how you feeling, man? I'm pretty good. Yeah. You know, I you know, this is not the subject of the day, but I'm very pleased with my New York Yankees. I'm even not upset that the Knicks didn't get the first pick in the draft because I had no expectations.
0: You should be less um, you should be less pleased at both.
1: Yeah, maybe. They're all fleeting. <laughs> any any small triumph is fleeting in New York sports right now, but but that's not what this is about. That's today, not what am this right? is about.
0: Yeah, the only thing I just have to say about the Yankees is they've done very well. But you—if I were you—I'd be slightly frustrated that the Sox are only what three games behind
1: them right now. Or uh, th- yeah, it was three, three at or the four, last maybe whatever. Check. But considering, I mean, my team is pummeled with injuries, and you're healthy. I guess you should so. be kicking the shit out of us right now.
0: Yeah, but we that's not happening. We just decided to start six and thirteen or whatever. But yeah, anyway, good, good thought. this is a special Boston podcast for today because it's an emergency podcast because the emergency is one of the greatest shows of all time is about to end on Sunday night. Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, the game is up. The get you should I should say it with a Dothraki accent or a or a Stark accent. Or the game, Correct. The game is up. The game is up. Jon Snow would say the game is up. Okay. She- <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Cal. I would say, by the way, That's do you re- This came up on my podcast the other day. Do you remember the, uh, the episode of the office where Dwight says he's going to teach Aaron a new language? It turns out to be Dothraki. He's teaching her <laughs> Dothraki. and do not remember. Yeah, that. and she doesn't realize it's not a real language until later in the episode. <laughs> it, apparently it is a language. I heard this that they th- 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 as much as any other fictitious language is a language, like but whatever uh well
1: you do speak so, game of thrones though you are a fan right
0: i'm a fan i've seen them but i'll say this i'm just not a student of game of thrones in other words you can know i feel like i know the show i've seen the show some episodes more than once and yet i feel like i know about you know 30 of what there is to know about the show because <laughs> it's so freaking confusing and i forget things and Who's that guy? And is is that the one from uh, season two? And like I, I'm constantly,
1: you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, I, I, the the one moment that comes to mind that that personifies that is when they dropped uh, Uncle Benjamin in to the story yeah. after like five seasons of the guy disappearing, you well, know, well, and then all of a sudden he's yeah. like this crucial thing that shows up in season, I think it was seven. Maybe Are you maybe talking six.
0: about Ned Stark's brother? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, the yeah, one yeah.
1: that died, kind of, and then ends yeah. up rescuing them basically twice.
0: Yeah, then he dies again. But he, he, yeah, he pops And it up was and fine, and yeah. it was
1: good, but he was gone for five seasons. I know, and you expect but, us to remember that shit. <laughs> but can you imagine like Happy Days just like dropping Ralph the Mouth <laughs> and suddenly he just shows up, like, and saves Fonzie. Like, no, it's just- it
0: would. you know what it would be like? It would be like if Richie's older brother, oh, shit, what was his name? I'll find out. Richie Cunningham had an older brother in the first season that um, famously, yes, a- and for, like, at least a few episodes, and then as one TV critic put it, Put it, he went upstairs to his room and he never came back down. <laughs> they just wrote him up. They just kind of forgot about him. They they, they never mentioned him again. Um, and, uh, yeah, Richie Cunningham's older brother was named Chuck. He appeared seasons one and two, 11 episodes, and uh, then disappeared. How great would it be yeah. if Chuck, Chuck came makes, back.
1: gets the iron throne? Yes, that like would if be. If Chuck takes the throne, <laughs> it will be the greatest television show of all time. No, It already it, is yeah, in the right. top. Well, either I'm that. With you, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't. I didn't read the books. Right. I'm not. I'm not. And so many people who tape podcasts. If you've ever listened to Game of Thrones podcasts, they are obsessed. Oh yeah, with the minutiae
0: on the on the Ringer. They do. And and God bless the Ringer. We love the Ringer, right? But they do. Absolutely. They've been doing like more than one a day. Like on all these different angles to the show. Like I just like the show. Is it okay if I just like the show? Well, that,
1: but you see, this is <laughs> yeah. you and I are exactly in the same place. What is wrong with leaning back? Yeah, it takes a little bit a while, especially in the first couple of seasons, to figure out who's who. Yeah, and there's definitely some catch up you have to play, and you know the uh, the previews are crucial because they kind of tell you what to watch out for in the coming episode to some extent. But yeah,
0: and then the after the episode uh, thing with the two dudes—if you ever yeah, watch that—that yeah. that helps yeah, too. Yeah, it's good. Because they'll they'll say, and so what was going on this scene? And I'll go, Oh, okay, because I didn't understand that. Thank you. <laughs> you
1: know. But here's here's my problem, and yep. I'm wondering if you are with me on this, because I am a casual fan of the show and I I'm right. I enjoying every minute of it. Mm-hmm. But well, how do you let me here's the question. How do you feel about this season so far?
0: I like it. It, it's like a it's like a B plus. It's a B plus in a from a student that normally gets A's, but that's fine. There's nothing wrong with a B plus, and it's enjoyable. Hundred percent. You agree? And, and you yeah. know
1: what? I I think there have been significantly. I think there are A moments. I I, yeah, I, agree. I personally think I might the, bump it up to an A minus. Yeah. The Night King episode was one I one of the most riveting hour and a halfs I've ever spent on my couch. The yeah, the, I battle, guess it means the battle. I haven't done riveting things on my couch. <laughs> you can read into that. But well, but it, I, I couldn't yeah, it was dark. I get it. So turn off your lights. You know? It's yeah, supposed to be I, dark. It's yeah. night. I, I struggled
0: with the darkness thing. But it was I but it but it was great.
1: It was great. It was it was stunning. Now it was ludicrous, right? I mean of course all these characters wouldn't survive in this you know, in this Jon Snow moment when the Night right. King raises the dead and he right. somehow walks right through it. I, I I get it. There's a lot to be. But A, it's a story. Right. Relax. Enjoy it. Yep. Right? It doesn't have to be. And by the way, it's. It, I know its themes are real. Mm-hmm. But its characters and its situations are most certainly not. It's allowed to be a little bit implausible. Well, Just enough to be yeah. entertaining.
0: And I was okay with the Night King not having Jon Snow die at that moment because that to me he was he was posturing. He was sort of trash talking. He was you know, he raises them up with this grand gesture and then doesn't kill him yet because he's a classic villain. And so, you know, as Dr. Evil would say, I'm not going to kill you yet. I'm going to put you in an easily escapable position and then leave the room and assume everything will take care of itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, good. Re- you know, really, really good all around. And, but that's
1: uh, what bothers me about the reaction to the last episode. Now, here we are. We're right before the finale. So we last week was the assault on King's Landing, and it you know, also a great
0: blast. episode i thought
1: and, well but that your reaction is in the minority yeah i and know i share your reaction but reading online and twitter and and all the podcasts you can run through the general consensus is it was terrible oh give me a break people i mean what why can't people just relax I agree. and enjoy the art of storytelling
0: yeah i mean it's almost like people are saying we deserve better after following the show, you know what? You don't deserve shit. You sat on your ass and you you might have paid $8, to $8 a month for HBO. You probably didn't. You probably stole the password from your brother-in-law. And, and you think that they owe you. You think that they owe you. This this entertainment company that spends zillions of dollars creating these epic movie-quality battles that you get to sit back and watch owes you something.
1: And they yeah. are movie-quality. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, every episode the,
0: the, is like a movie. Yeah.
1: Seeing Arya run through... Um, King's Landing, you know, while it's being torched to the ground, I mean, it was the heart pounding. But the, you know, the big complaint is that you know Daenerys's turn was too sudden. Yep. Right. And yep. I guess I sort of see it to some extent that you know it was basically a a, a one episode arc that her, she descended into kind of you know mad queen kind of territory. Right. But it wasn't outrageous. I mean, this was a character that was burning people left and right and the only reason we objected was because they were bad guys
0: yeah right? no there were clues all along right there were clues when tyrion tried to talk her out of burning those two dudes you remember i forget mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you what those family they were sam's from. Uh, yeah sam's, sam's relatives, relatives yeah, right right exactly and she said no uh, you know uh, death is death it's time this is the death sentence and Dracarius, motherfucker, and uh, so, um, and then there was that, and then there was the moment. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna let you talk but then There was a the moment in the little, the little frat party that they had, but, but, but where where torment. By the way, that reminded me of one of our fraternity brothers when. Uh, uh, Torman's trying to get Jon Snow to party and he says vomiting isn't celebrating and Tormund says yes it is <laughs> <laughs> we used right. to have fraternity brothers that would agree with that you and I Absolutely. were not necessarily among them so and then there was a clue there when she gave, she gave that like snooty like uh, stuck up sorority sister look at the rest of them while they're all getting drunk that maybe things are turning like, like it's not going the way she wants
1: they planted seeds yeah. and it was fairly quick but at the same time if there's one thing this show has been consistent in doing, is shocking the audience, right? Yeah. And wh- yes, the yeah. show made Daenerys into a sympathetic figure very early on in the show. But her lust for power has been clear for seasons. Now mm-hmm. she never turned on the innocents. But why are you shocked that the show is shocking you? Right. That's what it does.
0: Yeah. Do you want? And we're going to talk about our greatest season finale series finales of all time. And one of mine is a change of pace, which is something that was unexpected. Because yeah, what? uh, Yeah, would you really have been satisfied if? I mean, what did you want? Did you want Daenerys to not to go crazy, just just to like cleanly take out Cersei, and then she and Jon Snow sit on the the Iron Throne together and make out? I mean, is that was that was that what you wanted? It, I mean, like it, it's hard, right? It, it, you know, you and I have written shit in the past. We re- we wrote a screenplay together, which um, sits in a drawer somewhere. But it's hard. Ho- it's hard to come up with storylines that everyone's gonna love, especially when you're at the end of this epic arc, right?
1: But this show has never tried to get people to love its decisions. Yeah, which you know? is which
0: it, typically makes a good show. It's it's kind of like the the GM of a sports team who says, if you listen to the fans, you'll end up sitting with them. Right.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And I know maybe it was too simple to some extent. Oh, she just kills everybody. And now whatever. But first of all, it sets up a great conflict for the last episode. Right. Right. I mean, it's a true conflict between former allies and yep. who knows what else, right? There's still characters out there that can make appearances. And it also, it, does what Game of Thrones does. It fucks with you. Right. You know, just as soon as you are watching season one and you're assuming that you're going to be watching the story of Ned Stark for forever, he's gone. Right. And the Red Wedding just dispatches of people that you have been taught to love. The only difference is this character you were taught to love turns out not to be so innocent inside. Right. Right? Yep. Yep. Well, that's human... I had I had no problem with it. I definitely was bummed because I, like everybody else, had sort of spent seasons at her back, right? Look, cheering her on. Yeah. But at the same time, it was it was shocking and it and riveting and set up a big giant question mark for what's to follow. It's a good show. That's yeah, what it
0: does. Because you had to come up with something. It it wouldn't have been enough to have I mean they, they they've had two major battles and they had to create and craft storylines around two major battles that each would end i mean i guess, suppose they could have end this could have ended the series like you know this last episode could have ended and maybe Daenerys like does her thing and torches everything and then Jon snow shows up and kills her or something but you want these epic moments for each of the last i mean only six episodes i wish we had more but only right, six episodes agree. and so you gotta leave unanswered questions around each corner and they i think I think they've done that. But speaking of unanswered questions, a couple questions. One, how how come I, I just don't get why the they created the Cersei and Company create the, these these spear guns, which I guess they called scorpions, right? Right. And the and the first time around, the the <laughs> one dragon gets totally fucked up and goes down with like, three kill shots. It, it, I felt
1: like Marksmen. we, yeah, I, just I, like
0: I felt like it was like Oswald at uh, you know at the book depository, like bang, 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 and all of a sudden right. the, the the dragon's <laughs> down. The other dragon manages to evade, but then how come in this last episode the plan was just uh, let's just bum rush the thing and just send the dragon in? Maybe it'll work out this time. You know
1: what I mean? Like how come it worked that time? <laughs> They did not explain that well. I mean, thank you. I yeah. was more surprised about the marksmanship the first time. That was also hard to believe. Yeah, so, hard to believe. But yeah. you know, the argument was that they had kind of forgotten about the iron fleet. They weren't paying attention to the fact that there might be ships around, right. and even if they were, they weren't exactly looking for. Yeah. guns you know like spears that would pierce them from the I was, sky
0: but yeah I was okay with the spear gun generally because hadn't we seen it like two or three seasons ago like they had invented this thing and yet it, and yet to deploy it whatever but uh we did yeah. but yeah it would have been a little more believable if like you kind of caught a, a corner of the the dragons and then on maybe the second or third pass you got a a kill shot
1: but anyway fine but it's you know I'll live end, with it I'll live with it I live with that yeah. and you know you kind of like the dragons, which this, again, I think there's a message here that the show is kind of fucking with you because you root for the dragons for yeah. seasons. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, these dragons are weapons of destruction being used to kill innocent people. Maybe yeah. I wasn't thinking of it the right way. Right. It's, it's definitely, there's something about playing with bloodlust here. Yeah you know you you love it when the slave masters and you know are, are destroyed by fire
0: yeah that was like a then, that was a cool one got to admit
1: right and <laughs> yeah, you yeah, love the, it the you're slave master guy
0: yeah the guy who cut off the other poor guy's nipple that, that, you know, <laughs> you fucking nipple cutter, you, you're going down. <laughs> and that was kind of cool. Cause he's sitting there with the, it's like, here's your dragon, but wait a minute, you didn't tell me how to feed him or anything. And then it's like, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I, by the way, oh, he, great. he's
0: about to, he's about to blow the shit out of you and, and, uh, fire was that the bomb first time death. we
1: heard Dracaris? Yeah. I that don't know.
0: Uh, that could have been.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a great line, but, um, I, I just, the again, going back to what we were saying before, it just bothers the crap out of me how people are whining and complaining. With and it's it strikes me like of the guy from The Simpsons saying, worst episode yeah. ever. <laughs> when you I reach know. that point where you can't actually relax, okay, there are certain series and episodes that are just badly done. I, I will go to my grave angry about the finale of, of um The Sopranos. And really? I know the theories about what the black screen and journey song is all about. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it was a, I think, a huge, <laughs> really punch in the face to fans that weren't expecting to be fucked with that way because there was no sign that the show had that kind of attitude. Up
0: well, until that point. Yeah, I don't know. I've read stuff to the contrary. I, I hate I, it. It's not my favorite finale, and it's not on my list that we're going to go over later. But I came to appreciate it sort of after the fact because there were clues like he had uh, Tony had a conversation with Bobby Bacala where he said what do you what Bobby what do you think it's like when it's all over and Bobby said I don't know boss I think maybe everything just goes black like that was yeah, just yeah. three episodes yeah, earlier little
1: hints I get yeah. it but and there was a lot of tension in that final you got, scene yeah you, you gotta
0: admit like with fucking Meadow trying to parallel park the car it's like fucking park the car there's 45 seconds left in this show you know? <laughs>
1: I don't know if you remember that she's she's outside parking the car and they're yeah, inside. Yeah, I mean, there's the, incredible the son- tension. Exactly. Yeah, and you just assume something's going to happen and then it's just done. But you know, even that I think is is okay. Mm-hmm. At, at the, it's it's not your show. You do owe fans something when a show ends. I think, and it'll be interesting to see what it is we get tomorrow. I thought all along this was some sort of. Global warming is coming, and in the end, the Night King was going to triumph over humanity because they couldn't get their act together and work together, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Turns out I, the show's really just about, I think, you know, the lust for power, and that, you know, those who desire power in whatever form they desire it are actually somewhat corrupt just in their nature, you know? And
0: yeah, and that the, the virtuous does not, doesn't necessarily get rewarded. I mean they set that up early with Ned Stark. Well, Jon Snow. Jon
1: Snow and Ned Stark and they they keep getting fucked. Now, I will be shocked if Jon Snow is given a happy ending. <laughs> Only because it just that's not what the show does. But maybe that's where the I feel like the battle with the Night King is where the the producers basically said, We're gonna give some fan service, we're gonna give that fuck yeah moment when Arya, you know, stabs him and yeah, it was amazing. That was great. And that releases them from the need of doing the same thing in the finale.
0: Meanwhile, John, John John Snow was battling the the evil blue blue dragon or white dragon or whatever, calling the bad guy dragon. Oh, man, that was so. Crazy. And and he's battling it. And meanwhile, Arya uh, in a different part of town or whatever, she, she kills the Night King, and so all the bad guys disintegrate. And the first thing I thought of with Jon Snow battling the dragon was was it maybe like Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters too? where the other Ghostbusters were the ones that that beat the bad guy, but Rick
1: Moranis thought he did it, and he I
0: did it, I did it! I thought
1: that's what John How great said. would that be? After the <laughs> Thrones, they are interviewing the guys and said, it turns out the whole season is based on <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. It's, it's,
0: it's an allegory based on a movie you might have heard called Ghostbusters that's 2. That's
1: right. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's 3 <laughs> is going to be our, the prequel is going to be based on that. Right. Um so before, was there a before weekend at Bernie's three, I know there was
0: yeah, a two. Yeah, he, weekend at Bernie's three is the the rigor mortis is setting in, and it's he's really starting to smell. Um, <laughs> so you have any other unanswered questions before we get to our list of top? finals? I I I think uh, I mentioned that I think uh, Braun is up to something now. Braun, it, it, I get my Braun mixed up with my brand sometimes. Bran is the Stark, right?
1: Yes. The, 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 uh, yeah. His, um, kid. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right. And that, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. his purpose hasn't been completely revealed yet. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, who's he actually working for and why did he come back from wherever and all of a sudden was a total dick to, to both Tyrion and Jamie?
1: Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So he's up to something.
1: My he, biggest unanswered question, and maybe you have, Maybe I'm missing something here, but do you remember the character? His name was Dario, who was in love with Daenerys and was that unbelievable. He was the guy who the actor changed halfway yes. through the series. Yes.
0: Yes. What happened to what him? Are,
1: what, where the hell is that yeah, guy? Did He's he not die? dead. He's not dead? No. He oh. At one point, Daenerys basically says, I need you to stay here and mine the fort. Right. Where, yeah. Is he just mining the fort?
0: he he wandered off into the snow and he he's hanging out with the guy from the sopranos who got shot in the head that we also yes, have never heard of the russian guy
1: right <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the russian, russian guy yeah the the, Ru- the
0: russian uh interior decorator or <laughs>
1: <just> a weird <laughs> yeah. one it's like it was it was almost like one of those things like on lost that they did they would introduce a character and then just be like eh.
0: <laughs> i know lost is the is the biggest culprit of that like by but, the way uh, lost by the way lost how come Hurley's lottery numbers appeared on the fucking manhole with the guy underneath. Oh, they don't. They you don't, never
1: answered that. They don't solve anything. And <laughs> Seven
0: seasons or whatever it was, they never answered. Give us it. something, Shit, right? Yeah, My right.
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's about it. Okay. And Look, all I know is, and I can say this in true honesty, I am very much looking forward to the finale on Sunday. Yeah. And unlike everybody else on the internet, I'm actually going to enjoy it.
0: Yes. Get your popcorn out. Sit back. Relax, enjoy the ride. It, it yeah, right. there is something exciting about like I know you said you hated the Sopranos finale, but I remember th- there there's something. It it's always cool when something as you know inanimate as a TV show can move you. And I remember the Sopranos. Like I'm watching it, and I don't know. Let's say it aired at ten, and it's over at eleven p.m. And I'm looking at the clock, and it's like ten fifty two, and I'm like, "Right." I'm, and I've you been, know
1: it's almost. Yeah, coming, I've right? I've been
0: with the show for like years of my life. I've enjoyed it, and now there's eight minutes left, and I got really nervous. And that's just kind of cool, and that's going to happen on Sunday night. Yeah,
1: I'm uh, just saying, if this show ends with a blank screen and a Grand Funk Railroad song, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking pissed.
0: No. John Snow's gonna uh, roll over and wake up in a uh, brothel, and he's gonna turn, and Suzanne Plachet's gonna be lying next to him, <laughs> saying it was all oh, a dream. Which is one of the ones I considered. Uh, I have to say, I did too, but I didn't. I didn't put Newhart on because. Uh, I just wasn't it, that big. I, I wasn't that big. I wish I when I heard about how the finale, I, I kind of wished I had his, been with that show all along. I just hadn't. All right. So that's we,
1: exactly what I said. I same said, thing. I yeah. think it wouldn't be fair for me to choose that yeah. one. I wasn't all that into the show to begin with. It right. was a great finale, but it feels like it needs to. I wasn't a big fan. I mean, I watched the show. I liked it. I just didn't. Right. It didn't have as much resonance. I don't think I even watched it live.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, Larry and Daryl and Daryl and whatever. It, it always seemed funny. I, I have nothing against the show, but yeah, I never got into it. Um, I hear you. All right, should we do it?
1: Yeah, well, unless three. you want to take a quick break for your uh, sponsors.
0: Sure. Well, you know what? I'll do a read, and I will do a read for a podcast that we produce here, pod617.com, and it's appropriate because he's a big fan of Game of Thrones. My buddy Eddie Nathanson does a podcast called Are You Not Entertained?, Eddie's with a company called Red Pill Talent. All episodes appear on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. This is what Eddie does. He's a consultant. Companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people, but he also has a crazy amount of fun. Blasting you with pop culture from Spider-Man to Seinfeld, from Tom Brady, it's for you, Milt, football Jesus. From Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur, may he rest in peace. Subscribe, or is he really dead? Subscribe, shit, that's what happens in the finale of Game of Thrones. Tupac Shakur comes back and sings a song and they all dance uh, into the snow. Subscribe, share, and consume this delicious pod. Are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. So back to the action Uh, Milt and I are going to, by the way, his actual name is Mike Wolf. I don't, I I get so casual with this. Fans, 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 your fans know who you are. I'm over it. The great, the great Mike Milt Wolf. And we, uh, so how do you want to do, we got, I got, I have a list of three. I have three plus an alternate uh, of my favorite series finales of all time. One of them has sort of an asterisk, which I'll explain, but you want to go back and forth?
1: Why don't you do your three? What if, what if I pick one of yours though? Well, then I'll mention what number it was on my list. Okay. All
0: right. I'll start with the obvious, I guess, and that would be, from recent years, starring Bryan Cranston and Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad, uh, my favorite TV show of all time. I'm not original. I'm not uh, in a rarefied category when it comes to that. I know people love the show, but... It's not even so much the final episode, which was cool, had twists and turns. You got to see Jesse's final. But fi- you saw the show, right, Milton?
1: Oh, it's it's probably my number one or two yeah. of all time.
0: It it's just a show that is. It's funny because like you would think in picking your favorite show of all time, you might if you were I don't know like a crime guy, you might pick this show. If you were more of a comedy guy, you might pick this show. Breaking Bad. Like I feel like. I mean, it's a show about a, a chemistry teacher turned Matthew. Like, it's weird. There's no real sort of implicit reason or like extrinsic, whatever that word is, <laughs> reason to love the show. It's just so well done. Like, twists and turns, character development. The last scene or the last episode, I should say, involves that uh, mechanical gun that Walt, by the way, spoiler alert. Yes. Go back and see <laughs> Breaking Bad. Uh, For all of all these, yeah. all are finales. Spoilers. Yeah, big spoilers. Um yeah. And the the gun thing—it's uh, this kind of thing that in the writers' room, I bet a couple people said, "You know what? That seems kind of far fetched." He creates some weird gun machine, and it's too complicated. I thought it worked great. It was it was really cool. You get to see the bad guys get it. Walt dies like he's supposed to, so it's not a happy ending, but it's a satisfying one.
1: And uh, so, Breaking Bad—that you know, you use the, the word that I would describe, and and that is um, satisfaction. Yeah, that it, it's a brilliant show and a great finale to a great show leaves you like with the sense of, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, almost. I, I didn't think it was I didn't yeah. think the ending was um, revolutionary or anything. Correct. It brought the this great, great show to a satisfying close. And I, I think that I completely agree. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm among
0: show. those that say if you want to pick a best episode, it's probably the third to last. That was the episode titled Ozymandias. Ozymandias with, was right.
1: just phenomenal. That My was, son uh, worships that show, and that one in particular.
0: Yeah, probably the best hour television I've ever seen. Uh, his his Walt's brother-in-law, Hank, uh, perishing in the desert. Just so much friggin' tension in that episode. Uh, but you're right. They answered all the questions. Like if you want to know, does Jesse ever find out? about Walt letting Jesse's girlfriend die. Yes, he finds out, you know, you want to find out the final fate of of Lydia and what was going on with that rice and poison. You found that out. It, it wrapped everything up. And um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, I wasn't even the hugest fan of this show, but I, I really liked the way it ended, and it's got a personal connection to me. Saying elsewhere. Well, first of mm-hmm. all, it's a, it's a Boston show, and for those that, that don't know and didn't watch it, at the time, it was it was the original great hospital show and uh, weird casting. Howie Mandel was in there and uh, a bunch of other actors that you'd recognize from other things. But the twist on the show is at the very end, one of the senior hospital staffers, he has a son with autism. And the bizarre, unex- unexpected twist to the show is it turns out that the entire show took place sort of in the imagination of of this young man with autism. I have a son with autism, so, you know, uh, kind of a uh, nice connection to me and just kind of a cool way to end it. That wasn't on your list, was it?
1: Negative. I'm a big fan of the show growing up, like huge fan. In fact, I was depressed. I don't know if you know this, but the um, the older doctor, and uh, I'm blanking on his name in the show, but the actual the actor killed himself a few years ago. Oh, is that um, right? Yeah, you know the yeah. one, he was, he was also in, I can't remember who
0: Well, we'll look it up. But while I'm looking it yeah. up, tell tell our
1: listening audience what your favorite moment of St. El, they're the funniest well, we moment. this before. It was the underground white shadow reunion moment. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're, yes, without yes, question. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which, you know, probably 70% of the people watching that show had no idea, but all this, that moment where Salami and, uh, and, uh, Wait, don't,
0: don't Yeah, salami man. and Coolidge. Well, Coolidge, Coolidge. He was he was Coolidge on the White Shadow. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah, just brilliant. So- man went, and, he, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the that was my first. I watched Saint Elsewhere before Hill Street Blues. Even though Saint Elsewhere, I think followed Hill Street Blues. I think right? it
0: followed it. It was it was sort of its unofficial cousin. With the, with it was the, in its shadow, right? Yeah, with the oh. on, ensemble cast and everything. And the finale
1: was when. Correct me if I'm wrong, it was the autistic kid in yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah,
0: that's that's uh the only thing. Uh, so the yeah. the the actor that you're referring to who took his own life was Ed Flanders, who
1: that's it, yeah, that's it. No,
0: uh, great played, actor, yeah, great. You'd recognize him for a lot of other things too. Played Dr. Donald Westfall, in St. Elsewhere, um, you know, yeah, died. Uh, the voice he was, of
1: uh Knight Rider also was in that show, wasn't he?
0: Uh, I'll take your word for that. I'll, uh, I don't true. see it just yet on his he Wikipedia was One of the page. other older doctors, but see, he deserves better than this. The first line, Ed Flanders, you know, uh, veteran actor, of course, right. died tragically. But it, you look at his Wikipedia page. The first line says, "Not to be confused with Ned Flanders."
1: <laughs> that's on his Wikipedia page. It's the first line. It's the first oh, line. That. That's 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 funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay <laughs> it it, but, deserves it, a little better than that. I know. Just to put a button on it, um, this is sad. Uh, after three divorces, a chronic back injury from a 1989 car accident, and a lifelong battle with depression, Flanders died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah, I remember
1: mm. reading about wow.
0: that. Being like, oh, he was only 60. He looked older than that on the show, didn't he? That's it? Yeah. Wow. 60 years old. Huh. All right, so to finish up, my list uh i won't mention my alternate but uh, this is the one that comes with an asterisk because what i'm going to pick for my third is the tv show 24 but i'm going Whoa. to but i'm going to shoehorn it in by saying i want season 1 only and i will argue that i'm allowed to do that because each season of 24 was its own sort of parable. It, it had its own beginning, middle, and an end. And and uh, you take points off for me, if you like. There are no judges. There are no winners or losers here. Actually, there are two losers. It's us. Uh, and <laughs> But the reason why, I think, uh, to a point you made earlier, did you watch the show, by the way? 24?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. But I but I stopped because it got
0: bad. Well, right. So you, that's why I'm, uh, I'm allowing myself to split them up into pieces and... Yeah, so maybe it's weak, but whatever. But the the first season ends with you remember how it ends, right? I don't. It's so it's me. so it's um I remember when I when I first saw this, I thought I was watching revolutionary television cuz at first it sounded so gimmicky. It's 24 episodes. It's an hour of a day. The entire show takes place in a 24-hour period. The entire uh, season takes place in a 24-hour twi- period. And it's like, uh, this is going to be stupid. It turns out it's riveting. There are so many twists and turns. Un- unseen things. Good guys turn out to be bad guys. Um, you know, Spies and all this. And, you know, Kiefer Sutherland playing the anti-terrorist government agent. He goes at the last moment, he has sort of defeated all the bad guys. And he goes just to rescue his wife, who had been held captive, thinking he's going to, like, just take her handcuffs off and walk away. And he gets there and she's dead. That's the last scene. That, that. I remember remember that. Exactly. I do remember. Yeah. And I remember getting the DVD. Remember DVDs? I remember getting the DVDs (laughs) and looking and there was an alternate ending where she's fine you know she she comes out and they hug and that's how it ends and no, that and, was
1: the ballsier way to end it was the way they did without yeah
0: and and i it, you have to be you have to give them credit They they the the dude said i heard an interview he said our fans expected something unexpected our fans wouldn't have been happy with just the the simple easy ending
1: anyway that so, said maybe. i if you can edit in the buzzer sound right here eh, yeah I think I'm negating your uh, your choice. All right, because, you want I mean, I'll that's put in problem a
0: finale. All right, I'll put. You want me to put in my alternate? Yeah, but I might be stealing your alternate, so I get. Well, wait, I get penalized. You get when to do I your say thing.
1: What my list is? Okay, fine. Um, and by the way, and this speaks to the twenty-four situation too. As I was thinking about what was on my list, it struck me. You know, I'm a guy that watches television. This is this is. I'm not. You know reading copies of The New Yorker every night and, and, you know, maybe catching Masterpiece Theater once a week. <laughs> right. But it struck me, you know, how few shows there aren't that many. Yeah, I've yeah, watched yeah. to yeah. the very end. It's true. It's and true. it goes to show you that, like 24, I lose interest after a while. Well, um, well
0: it goes to show you how hard, but it's also, yeah, it's a combination. How of, it it's how hard it is Right, to to make a show that's compelling from start to finish. That's why Bre- Breaking Bad is one of the few that actually did it. Um, right, and, and I, I was yeah. one of the
1: people who also defended the Lost finale, which people hated. It's not on my list, but a lot of people hated that finale. I, I, I actually yeah. thought it was fine because, again, it's hard to wrap that kind of thing up. Well, the last
0: episode I was okay with, and it kind of gave you a nice warm and fuzzy and almost kind of appropriate, like, okay, Jack's dead, but um, but we kind of get what was going on. But the last two seasons were just so stupid and time traveling and confusing, and they tried to turn the screw too much. But uh, I was okay Agreed. with that final shot of him looking when, as he realized he's dead, he sees his dad. That kind of that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah yeah, 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 I'm with you. Okay, so go ahead.
1: All right. Well, I'm, I'll do two alternates uh, just uh, quickly because I think you know you can tell me whether either of them one old one one recent. I actually am going to defend for a moment the finale of Seinfeld that people hated. Oh. I know. I know. And trust me, I don't think it's good. And in fact, he made major amends when he redid it on um Curb Your Enthusiasm. On Curb. Brilliant done Curb. I, I have your to admit in the moment I was watching it, bringing back all those characters made me immensely happy. That part was good. The rest the, the episode didn't work as a finale, so it's not on my list, but I wanted to just bring it up because I thought it's um, better yeah. than people remember it when you see it again. I was, um, yeah, I was. Especially how they ended in the jail cell having the same conversation they had at the coffee shop in the first episode, that, which is kind of genius.
0: That was fine. But the whole thing was, I, I, I was li- totally I,
1: contrived. You're right.
0: Different. And I liken it to, I actually made this comparison on a different podcast earlier today. But um, when the, if you're ever uh, watching your team in a big, sporting event sometimes something happens early in the game where you say oh shit something's wrong you know like when when the Patriots were in the Super Bowl against the Giants for the second time on the first drive Tom Brady goes back to pass into his own end zone throws the ball away and gets called for a safety because it's pass interference uh, not pass uh what do you call it intentional grounding right right and the look on his face and right away I was like something's wrong <laughs> and and uh-huh. sure enough, we ended up losing in that fr- in that episode of Seinfeld in the opening moments where just a very uncomfortable, contrived scene where there's a fat guy
1: getting mugged. Yeah, that's what set up the whole thing. Yeah,
0: and it's like, it was two things. One, nobody gets mugged in Western Mass. Like, it was just really (laughs) strange, like really strange. (laughs) Like, it was was like an an armed robbery. Might as well have, have been like a bandit with a mask over his face, like out of the 20s or something. Like, here comes a bandit. Like, what? It was so weird. And then their reaction was like too forced like okay you know these characters are narcissistic so jerry's gonna say oh yeah that's a real shame too bad that guy's getting mugged and then it was
1: just a tool yeah it to was bring weird. all the characters right back. Right, right, it right, right work right. but it still made me happy while it was happening okay you so that's I
0: mean? on your list or no that's another no, no, mention no, no. that's okay. the other
1: and the other alternate just as a reason i want to do one old one reason i don't know if you watched the americans at all
0: yeah that was on my list of alternates too
1: Oh, yeah, a terrific, terrific ending in particular, yep. especially the scene in which the train is pulling out and they watch their daughter get off the train and there's nothing they can do to realize that she's escaping their life, basically, was like... Yeah, it was a good I mean,
0: twist. It was one of those in the moment I wanted more just because the show was so good. You and I have talked yeah. about it before. But, yeah. but it was, I, I agree, it was satisfying. And it was one of those where they weren't going to totally let you off the hook and let the whole family go off together and be happy. So, okay, that's a good one. Not on
1: my list. So my, my number three is sort of a tie. And the reason is because I think their endings, I I find satisfying for the same reasons. So I'm putting as a tie cheers and mash. Wow. Okay. The reason why I'm putting those on the list is because of their final moments. Um, Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Remember mash is when the helicopter flies up and they're, Spelled out in uh, in rocks, in letters, is goodbye, right? Yep, yep. And in Cheers, this uh, other, you know, very similar kind of sitcom format, it ends on this really heartfelt note where somebody walks into the bar. Yep. Um, Sam's shutting out the lights and saying, I'm sorry, the bar is closed. Sorry. He shuts down the light and then walks out of the bar. Yeah. Both of those shows, and, you know, they're really funny, funny shows on really heartfelt kind of um, nice moments that really made sense to what the show was yep. and therefore I put them on my list. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, and great picks both. I was not a huge mash guy. I was kind of a casual mash guy. I mean, we were young. We were I mean, we were young. you and I aren't yeah. that old, so therefore we were pretty young when Mash was in its heyday. I do remember watching it. And yeah, nice poignant moment at the end. And yeah, if nothing else, the cheer cheers finale was was nothing special, but you're right. It was a perfect Poignant moment to end the thing. As a foot I thought it was great. As a footnote, during the I believe it was during the airing of it leading up to it, they had all the cast members at the actual Cask and Flag in, in Boston, and it went horribly awry. Maybe not horribly awry, but mostly awry. Jay Leno was there interviewing the cast members, and they were all just wasted. Jay they, yeah, Jay Leno was and they were all just drunk and so like eventually, <laughs> eventually they pointed to Kelsey Grammer they're like go to Kelsey Grammer Jay he he knows what he's talking about and like Kelsey Grammer is the only one who wasn't totally drunk which Blist. is that's yeah. cuz he had
1: to do Frasier like the next week right probably. Right, right 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 but um, that actually shows also goes to show you all the all the choices on your list and all the other choices in my list are dramas because ending a sitcom in a memorable way is just really hard
0: i have one alternate that's a
1: a sitcom you want me to oh, what is it tell me right now? The office, the office. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It that worked.
0: It 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 wasn't the finale. wasn't the most memorable moment of the season, but it was uh, to use the word again, satisfying.
1: Like you, you, oh, they man. brought. How are they going to end the uh, the Simpsons, man? They never will. I think. I think that's <laughs> the point. <way. laughs> I think it's coming. It but just I just keeps, I, can I, you imagine? Yeah, it'll be great. Maybe but one anyway. of, maybe
0: one of them will age. Maybe that's how it ends. But
1: they've done flash. <laughs> they've forward, done flash they, forwards. They, they remember, for they sure. predicted yeah. Trump, yeah. for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah. The the uh, By the way, just to finish up on The Office, um, oh, yeah. I can't even remember what the final moment was. I remember that, it, it. so it's Dwight marrying Angela, which was kind of a good way to end it, and funny moments in the wedding, and... And uh, Ryan takes off with uh, Kelly and leaves his own son in the arms of somebody else, which was kind of wacky. Um, <laughs> but the, the, cent- the, the funny, the, the, the sort of most memorable line, which I'll remember, was Dwight doesn't think uh, Michael's going to make it to his wedding. And he shows up unexpectedly. And Dwight says, I can't believe you came. And Michael turns at him with a tear in his eye and says,
1: That's what she said.
0: <laughs> That's what I'll remember. Come on. It's perfect. Exactly. So, but you're absolutely, I was just thinking this. It once again goes to show you that you and I share the same brain. It's hard to end a comedy. It's hard to make a comedy suddenly poignant and meaningful when you've been wacky the whole way through,
1: right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, look what Roseanne tried to do in her first go round. She ended it basically by showing that her husband was dead, yeah. you know, and God, ugh. That's, that the, that's,
0: that's the good times trick when Florida yeah. gets the telegram that James is dead.
1: Oh, oh no, yeah. James! I'm leaving my people James. with the a, a wrong vibe. I know. Right? Yeah, exactly. All right, what else anyway, you got? Yeah, what else you got? So my second, um, my second favorite was a show I'm not sure you ever watched. It, Mad Men? Did you ever watch Mad Men? Of Man? course!
0: Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah, that I almost that. almost made my list too. Yeah, I thought about it, but then it, it just, uh, I don't know, I was trying to be different. But great! Like
1: having having worked in that industry to some extent, and you know, I was riveted by that show from beginning to end. Yep. Um, and in that final episode, where we really don't kind of understand what's happening to Don, right? There is a montage at the end. I don't know if you remember that, but like some of the characters get on an airplane um, that takes them somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it was, but you see Joan, the hot redhead, who's got a yeah. new she's got her own agency that she's working on mm-hmm. and her son is there anyway. But Don with that moment at the finale where he's sort of sitting in this sort of ashram like place meditating. Yeah. And suddenly they cut to the Coca-Cola commercial and you realize, yeah, of course, yeah. you, Oh, he, Don is who he is. Yeah. And it turns out he's the one that created that amazing, that commercial, adds, which obviously right. is not true, but um, I thought was the perfect way to end it. Here's this pom- moment where you think this character might have a little redemption and come out of it. And once an ad man, always an ad man, you know, when it comes yeah, down to it. And it a doesn't, good one at that.
0: Yeah. It well, I'll use the phrase again, it doesn't let you off the hook. It doesn't it doesn't show you Don is totally like virtuous. And and the 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 genius part of the genius of that show was you weren't supposed to like Don all the time. You were supposed to identify with him, I think, at certain moments. Uh, he was an
1: anti-hero for sure.
0: Right. But, and I go back to one moment where he was, uh, you know, Peggy, who was, in many ways, the show is about Peggy's ascension, right? And and the woman in the workplace and all that. But she was just looking for some recognition of the work she had done and she said something like, "And you never even thank me," blah blah blah. And he says, "That's what the money's
1: for." You remember and, that? I mean, that's that's such good writing, yeah, right there, yeah. Because you can see a, a corporate boss making that statement, and oh it's, yeah, and it's both at once a horrible thing to say and absolutely true at the same time, which makes it real.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. Totally believable. Like I've had I've yeah. had bosses say maybe not that those exact words to me but essentially like that like what do you what do you want me to give you a kiss i'm like no it'll be nice to let me know that i'm doing well every now and again and it's like that's what the money's for it's like okay great
1: fuck that's you it. yeah i mean it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah but that the fact that you said he suddenly revealed is it was this counterculture moment of him is really just about creating another ad.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was-, it was genius. It was genius. Yeah. It was so good that I almost wished I had seen it coming because there were, yeah. there were predictions that – there were wild, wacky predictions that uh, – what's his name? His wife – he ended up unmarried, right? Did he eventually divorce
1: the the French Yes, Czech? he was unmarried at the time, right? There was He, he divorced-
0: yeah, there was a rumor that the French chick was going to be a parallel to the Tate. Uh, what's her name? Sharon Tate. Yeah, Sharon Tate and, and, and Manson. Now, yeah, right? that would have been <laughs> that would have been insane. Anyway, this was much better. It was great. But,
1: but my number one finale of all time is by far my number one. You know how like when there's, there's wow. a huge gap between, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know Ruth if I know
0: what's coming here. This is interesting.
1: Okay, I don't know if you watched it. Okay, but. The finale of an HBO show called Six Feet Under. Oh, no, I did not watch it, but I've I've heard. The greatest finale of all time. And if you watched, I don't even know if it matters if you watched it up to that point. It would obviously help. Um, Mm -hmm. You would be more invested in the characters. But go online, go to Google and and YouTube and, and search for Six Feet Under finale. What basically happens is the stories are coming to an arc. And Wait arc. a
0: minute. Shouldn't I mean, I want you allowed to talk about it on, on the podcast here, so I'll, I'll endure the spoiler. But should I not go, go back and watch the show?
1: I'm not going to spoil it. But You're what, not going to spoil well, it. Well, I'm going to spoil the mechanism because okay. it's important because I want to talk about why it's so good. Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you remember the show particularly well, but it was about um, a funeral home yeah. and the family that owned it and ran it. And at the beginning of each episode, they would show a death. A rant, usually a random person's death that would somehow then be obviously somebody who came into the funeral home, but they would show how that person died, often comical, often sad, et cetera, et cetera. The death would occur and then would fade to black and would have the person's name and the date, Mm. you know, sort of like a that was the stick. Yeah. Right. The finale. Characters are going through this arc and whatever, and you see uh, the younger girl who was um, the redhead. I can't remember her name all of a sudden, but she's um, in a car leaving the family to drive to college. Mm-hmm. And the, a song that's now famous, uh, it's uh, Breathe Me, that song by um, – is it Sia or Sia? Um, yeah. y- you would recognize it. You'll okay. play it, I'm sure, as as this uh, is playing. Um, that song begins to play, which is a very moving, slow, emotional song. And one by one, the show then yeah, goes Sia. into the future. I didn't know Sia was around that long. But yeah, Sia. Yeah, Sia's whatever. It's true. Yeah. I think this was her big break. But And one by one, it then shows you the demise of each of the characters, but ah. in this really melodic, poetic way that ends up tying the entire show together in a five-minute moment. Mm. Um, And I I just remember watching it and going, you cannot finish a show better than this show ended because it obviously wrapped things up in a real way. You actually see every character in essence, except for even the last one pass away. Yeah. But you also do it in a way that's consistent with the actual theme and message of the show. Yeah. And literally consistent with the way the show presented um, the idea of death each and every episode I, it i know i'm sounding a little bit you know too high-minded but it, it, watch it and i i think you'll be impressed with just oh, you're how you're doing much well because
0: talking about you can't hear it but i'm playing the song back here in the studio and it's um
1: uh, <laughs> wee- i'm
0: getting a chill or two i got to admit you know,
1: when i when i hear that song i it's the mark of when you know a song and a, an accompanying video kind of meet with each other Mm -hmm. anytime i hear that song i think of the way i felt while i was watching that show Yeah. the end of that show and i just remember both karen and i my wife and i were watching together we both got choked up and just like sat there for a couple of extra minutes and we're like wow yeah that's how great that finale was
0: good good one period i like there we go i like that pick so the, do you have I'm any? Nom- so and we now. have we already talked about what might make the the worst list because I have one more for the worst list and unfortunately it's that. Do you watch Veep?
1: Oh, did you? No, you know it's funny. Veep is one of those cultural institutions I just kind of missed. Yeah. I watched the first season. I didn't love it. I liked it. Yeah. And I just kind of let it go. But Veep ended last week, right?
0: Yeah. So I just saw the finale. It it did it got it must have got lost in the whole Game of Thrones buzz because the show is outstanding. I mean, I, if you if you paused it, you should go back. It's the type of show that the writing is so good that you could watch the same episode twice and pick up like six or seven jokes you didn't get the first time. So it's excellent, but it it's it's funny because and I won't spoil the finale for you. I'll I'll do what you did. I'll just give you the construct. Um, let's just say. You know enough about the show to know that the, the shtick is there. That you know she's the vice president when the show yeah. begins, anyway. And yeah. her whole her staff is the cast. And there's not one redeeming person on the whole. You'd have to stretch to make a case that anyone is like a good person.
1: They're all just terrible. Yeah, it's like they're Seinfeldian, basically. Well, right?
0: there you go. And would you believe that, in my opinion, they made the same mistake on Veep that they made on oh. Seinfeld? They just went. Each of the the characters continues down the road that they went, but to the 100th degree where it's like, all right, come on. I get it. They're horrible people, but would they really do that? You know what I mean? Would he really do that? Would she really do that? And then, although I'll say this, the final moment, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's a gag that calls back to the first season and... It is funny as shit. It's just one line. I won't even give it away. But but um, so it's worth watching for sure. Where are you in the show? Are you? Are literally
1: season one?
0: Oh, okay. So you should watch it. I won't ruin it for you. That that's just um, and and who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't read anything online about whether people like the finale or not. I I, got
1: drowned drowned out by game. In fact, I was listening to a podcast with um, Brian Koppelman, who's the uh, the. The billions the guy, billions, right? 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 Yeah, yeah. He even said on the posse, he's like we're not running an episode this week." Yeah, he was like, "I <laughs> yeah. don't want to." Go- it's true. Like, yeah, Showtime why bother? Smart enough to say, "I'm not going up against this." Yeah, let's just he, say he said, "No one's going to watch my show. Why would they watch my show?" Yeah, let's just so say just said, uh,
0: for some reason I chose last week to make the call to the cable company that I've been putting off to say I can't believe how much my cable bill is uh, I want to pay less. And then they do go through the whole song and dance with you. And eventually you end up paying less. Right. And, yep. uh, but during the course of the conversation, she's like, well, you do get HBO. You want to wait until the end of the finale of game of thrones. Right. And I'm going, well, I could borrow my, my dad's password probably, or watch it at my end. I'm like, Oh, you're right. Okay. I'll just keep it. Like, I didn't want to take any chances. I'll keep it until, uh, the game of thrones is, you can uh, see is really over
1: HBO before each episode. Yep. is working super hard. They're running these oh, long yeah. ads they milk about it. all yeah. this great stuff that's coming on HBO. Can't blame because them. They know as soon as this episode ends, oh yeah. you got thousands of people picking Ex- up their phone and canceling. Yeah. You know it. Exodus. Yeah. So they are trying to say, "No, no, no. Check this
0: out." Yeah, John Oliver can't do it all himself. <laughs> Although he's awesome. Do you watch him?
1: He is. I oh, go in smart. and out yeah. with him, um, oh, he's great. but uh, I, he's another one. Every show you watch, you're, you're he he makes me laugh. So yeah. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes they're just not in the mood to be depressed again. Yeah, it
0: is depressing um, as well. All right, well, you got to go. It's the yeah. weekend. You got to run. I think we did good here today. Um, you want to give your final prediction for. I mean, people are saying, like, who ascends to the Iron Throne? Like, there might not be an answer to that question, right? I mean, it's just, but is is somebody really going to win the Game of Thrones? I mean, I don't know.
1: I think to some extent, I wouldn't be surprised if the answer is nobody, right? Right. Although, I suspect it could end up being something along the lines of Daenerys, obviously, considering what she just did, but alone. Wow. um, Because she's lost the trust and faith of the people who supported her to some extent. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to be how it's going to end, but it wouldn't surprise me. The one thing, you know, clearly Arya is being set up to do something huge on her white horse. There is no way that this show is going to allow Arya to kill both the Night King and the Mad Queen.
0: No, she had a moment. Come on.
1: Yeah, Maybe. there was uh, there's,
0: there's one fan theory out there that she's dead, and that's what the that's what the horse is. She's riding to heaven. She actually died in the the
1: firestorm that all of her friends did. You know, I want uh, what's his name Tormund to just show up and say "fuck you all." <laughs> yeah, just sort of with his giant red beard and his drooling. I don't know. love him. Well, I, now I his,
0: his his uh, he's got less competition with uh, Lady Brienne now. Lady oh, that's true
1: <laughs> but I, that, I, we're, we're not going to go into this but the yeah. brianne jamie thing that was the one part i had a little trouble digesting well yeah um, in not um, stick to my stomach yeah, thing because it was a little like Egh. yeah but, well, uh, in
0: yesterday's episode of this podcast i had my friend she's a writer lisa healy on and she she ripped the writers for basically tearing the heart out of all the female main female characters like aria rides off uh, just because the Hound tells her to. And, um, you know, Daenerys loses her shit. I forget what she said about Sansa, but then Brienne, she said it was out of character for Brienne to just break down into, uh, you know. Into tears. Yeah. Into sniveling,
1: whatever. But again, you know, that's, that this was what I think. There were a lot of people who were watching the show, thinking that the point of the show was this sort of great feminist revolution was happening. That the last people right. standing were going to be all women. Yeah, that could still prove to be true, by the way. Not Cersei. Right. But I don't. I don't think that's it. I think this is just about power. Yeah, they didn't uh, promise
0: you that's the way it's going to end. You know, it's, no, just, it's no. just a story. I, I'm rooting for uh, Tyrion. I hope uh, I see a possibility where both Jon Snow. and... And Daenerys go down somehow. I don't know. Maybe the dragon's having a bad day and he shoots the
1: fire in the wrong direction. I mean, I don't know. But uh, I think it's it's got to be Grand Funk Railroad, man.
0: <laughs> Wait, why are you saying Grand Funk? Don't, I don't you mean know. Journey? Journey
1: song in The oh. Sopranos? I'm just thinking of random, you know. Okay. Classic rock tunes. So I play them out with, you know, we're an American band or something like that.
0: Or maybe Tom Bosley shows up and says, "These truly are happy days." <laughs> that would be. That would be. I think that was the way that show ended. It didn't make our list.
1: Fan service, man. It's all right. about fan service.
0: Yeah. Well, Michael right, Millwolf, I hope you had fun as usual. You brought uh, your A game, um, you. like you always do. And uh, stay tuned. Milt will return to this podcast sooner than later. I'm sure. And uh, on behalf of Michael Milt-Wolf, this is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, and I'm not going to do my tagline yet because I forgot to tell you, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. Look at pod617.com if you want to produce your own podcast. And as I was saying before, on behalf of Mike Wolf, I am David Yaz. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston... You must be the other guy. Thanks, everybody.
1: Winter is over, everyone. Winter
0: is over. Enjoy it.